Rest. Okay, so we're up to Daf Chav Beis Amid Aleph. Uh, the Gemara was listing that we said that there's two ways to be Matir Nedarim. One is for a Rav to give a Pesach, where circumstances changed, and he says, had you known about this circumstance change, would you have done it? And then there's another way, which is called Charata. Charata just means, I regret it. I was in, uh, I, I regret my actions. I was upset at the time. I regret. So, we, we were talking about it's a machloikis amiroyim, whether charata is a legitimate excuse. So the, mish, the Gemara was listing four cases of charata. We did last, last uh, the end of last off was the third case, which is where a, a mother asserted hana from the daughter. Then the Rav said, was it Rav Rav Yechanan said that had you known that by you asserting hana from your daughter, meaning basically you kick the daughter out the house, so because of this, the neighbors are all talking uh, negatively about the daughter, and they're saying, wow, she must have done something really, really bad to get kicked out of the house. So if you knew that your daughter, uh, her reputation would have gotten ruined, would you have done it? So he said, no, okay, it's charata, fine. So we're going to pick it up from the three lines in. Barbarte de Ravianai Saba, the grandson of uh, Ravianai. So also, Saba. So he came in front of Yanai, his grandfather, uh, to do Hatar uh, Sadarm, to find Kharata. So this was the Kharata that Ravianai said. Now, this is an interesting Kharata. The Kharata he said is If you knew that every time you do a nether, right, we, we pass in that we had this in the Mishnah recently, Nidre Rishoim, that usually the ones who make Nidarim are not good people. Nidarim is not what Hashem wants. So he said that he has a tradition, and it's based on a pasuk, that every time you make a nether, Hashem opens up your deeds. He opens up the book and starts analyzing you. So if you knew that that would happen, would you have done it? We have charata. So amar lei, I wouldn't have done it. So sharia, it's mutter. Meaning, his Pesach is not just charata of, I regret it because I was in a bad mood, or I regret it because uh, reputation is being affected, I regret because it's not allowed to be done. It's also to do it. And I regret that I did something that Hashem's not happy about. That is also a charata. Now the problem, now the Gemara says, what's the source that Hashem scrutinizes the actions of those that make nedarim? Amrav uh, Micro, what's the pasuk? Vacha nedarim levaker. After nedarim, Hashem searches. Now the problem with using this as a, a form of charata, more so than other charatas, is like this. The average charata, um, we legitimately believe that you have regret. If you have a from Jew, and he goes in front of a rabbi, and the rabbi says, do you regret angering God? What was he, what was he supposed to say? So he says, of course I regret it. But, but it, it's very possible that he doesn't actually regret it. It's just you're putting him in a situation where what is he supposed to say? So it says, I'll Gavin say. So the Gemara says, Says the Gemara, although Rav Yana used that as a uh, as a form of charata, it's not legitimate for us. Why? Because as I said before, it, 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 it's one thing for you to have charata, but for you to ask, the charata is the fact that what I did is wrong. So you ask the guy, so the Rav asked the guy, do you have charata for what you did that you angered Hashem? So what, what is he supposed to say? So it's not a good form of charata. So charata cannot just be that something was asr, do you regret doing something asr? Because who's, who's not going to say that they regret that, even though he probably doesn't regret it? So says the Gemara, Another charata also is not legitimate that we don't open up uh, for him. By the way, according to the Mefarish yesterday, that charatas are acceptable, we just don't 
initiate, initiate the charata, this makes a lot of sense. He's saying that even if you initiate other forms of regret, but to initiate this form of regret, saying, do you regret angering God? Like, that's, that, that's too much. So the Gemara says there's another form of regret that's also not acceptable. My pastor of Gamliel had an older man who wanted to do Atar Sadarb, and he opened up with the following form of charata. The Pasuk says, it's a Pasuk, uh, the Pasuk says in, uh, in, uh, in, in Mishle, Yesh boite matkarais, ba'akarais cherev, there are words that pierce like knives, veloshin chacham merape, but the words of the chachamim heals. What does this mean? It means anyone who speaks with his mouth and makes a vow should be pierced with a sword. Because that's how usher it is. But, when a rav is matan adarim, it heals it. So, so Rav Gamliel would say to the guy, did you realize that when you made a neder that you're doing something that you should get pierced with a sword? Do you regret that? So he said, of course I regret it. That's not acceptable for Mecharata. For Rav Gamliel it is, but not for us. Because again, same problem. If you ask a Jew if he, if he regrets doing an Aver that's so bad that he'll get pierced by a sword, what's he supposed to say? The Gemara says, Another thing, another Pesach, it's not good. If you make a nether, it's like building a Bama. A Bama is a private altar, when private altars are not allowed to be built. Right? There was times in history where you were allowed to have private altars. There were times in history where you are not allowed to have private altars. Right? Most notably, before the uh, Beis HaMikdash was built, a lot of the times, private altars were allowed. After the Beis HaMikdash was built, you're not allowed to have private altars. So building, having a neder is like making a private altar. You have this, by the way, throughout Shas a couple times. When Shimi listens to this, he'll think where it was. I think it's a Gemara in Brachas. That there are certain actions that the Gemara describes that they're Averas, they're Ke'ilu, you built a Bama. So I think I saw the Marsha once that he always explains what does it mean it's you're trying to say something's us, so you're saying it's like building a private altar when you're not allowed to build private altars. Like, what was it? The answer is he always says, anytime an Avera is something that the person thinks he's doing a mitzvah, it's like building a private altar, right? Building a private altar, you think you're doing right. You think you're, oh, stop with the clock. You think you're a big tzaddik. You think you're, you think you're a big tzaddik. But it's not allowed. So building a private altar is the same thing. This guy, so this guy makes a nether. He thinks he's being so good, right? Hashem made nedarim, right? Hashem outlawed things. I'm outlawing something. I'm acting like God. I Meaning he thinks he's mamish a big tzaddik, but no, it's like building a building an altar because it's not what Hashem asked you to do. So the Gemara says, and if you keep the nether, meaning instead of doing a tarzadarim, you you follow through with the nether. That's also not good. It's kilomakavu carbon. It's like bring a carbon on the bama. It's like bring a sacrifice on the private altar. So the Gemara says. So, Bereisha Paschinon, the first thing we are could be Pesach. Meaning, again, we're, we're listing things that are not good forms of charata, that a Rav cannot say to someone, did you realize how usher it is? Because what's he supposed to say? The Gemara says, there's two statements. If you make a nether, it's like building a private altar, and if you fulfill the nether, it's like bringing a carbon on the private altar. Both are very usher. So the Gemara says, the first one you could, you could bring a Pesach. Telling him that, did you know, it's like building a private altar. While it's us, the average Jew is not afraid of that. So we, we, we believe that he would actually be honest and say, yeah, I don't regret it so much. Meaning, when something is really, really us and it sounds scary, you're not giving the guy a choice. The guy, you go to the guy, you say, oh, did you know that making another, you, get, you should be pierced by a sword. Oh, do you regret it? Of course I regret it. I don't want to be pierced by a sword. That's not good. But says the Gemara, the building the private altar thing, that you could actually ask him because the yeah, average Jew, he's like, well, I'll bring private altars. That's not so Shavuos is probably even worse because he's using the name of Hashem. 
Shavuos is probably worse. We're going to see in the later daf that uh, it could be that we don't even do Atar Sadaram for Shavuos at all. Um, so the Gemara says, Besefa, regarding the end, what about saying that if you fulfill the nether, you'll be bringing a carbon on the private altar? That sounds really bad. Bringing a carbon on a private altar, that sounds pretty awful. That's a machloik is whether that could be a Pesach. A bayavar Paschin or a Valoy Paschin? Okay. Ravkan, I'm sorry. Rav Kahn had a different version. Rav Tevumi Masni Hachi. He has the opposite, that the end, we definitely do not give as a Pesach for Harata. The beginning, the, the making a Bama, that's a Machleikas. Okay, fine. How do we paskin? Both of them are not legitimate forms of Harata, because no Jew is going to say that he doesn't regret doing something that usher. Okay. The Gemara continues another one. We're also not going to use Shmuel as a Pesach. What did Shmuel say? Even if you fulfill the Nether, you're called a Russia. So again, you can't do that either. If you go over to someone and say, do you realize that by fulfilling the Nether, you're going to be called a Russia? Do you regret that? It's like, again, what's he supposed to do? Of course he's going to say he regrets it. Amr of Abba, Micro, what's the source for Shmuel's opinion? That if you fulfill a Nether, you're called a Russia? Because it says, it says, if you stop uh, making nedarim, sechdal lindor, you stop making nedarim, you will no, no longer have a sin. So you see the word sechdal re- regarding to nedarim. It says over here the word sechdal. There, um, the rishayim sees when they die, they cease from angering Hashem. So you see the word chadal by Nedarim, and chadal by Rishayim. So you see that if you make a nether, you're called a Rasha. Am Rav Yosef, we had him a first in the Mishnah. If you remember, we said, if you say like Nidre Rishayim, it's a valid form of a nether. If you say like Nidre Tzadikim, it's not a valid form of Nedarim, because Tzadikim don't make Nedarim. So you see that we had in the Mishnah, Nidre Rishayim Layom Klum, right? The, the Mishnah said, that if a person um, if a person takes something and he says this should be like the nedarim of the rishayim, it's valid because rishayim make nedarim. If you say like nedarim of tzaddikim, it's not good because tzaddikim don't make nedarim. Okay, fine. Now we're going to talk a little bit about um, the negativities of anger, kas. Um, things off is very easy. Happens to be there's a very very interesting halachic uh, concept that's going to be towards the end of this Ahmed. I think very quick, it's very fascinating. We'll, we'll run through it. The Gemara says, Amr of Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Amr of Yonison. Or Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says the name of Yonison, is coming to him, Whoever gets angry, all the fires of Gehenna will be Shailuyu. It enters, uh, it's like a Pesach, it makes you a vessel to be able to enter Gehenna. The Pesach says, if you remove anger from your from your midst, then then the evil will be removed from your flesh. What does it mean, evil? Gehenim. In Ra'al Gehenim. So if you remove anger, then you will not no longer be in Gehenim. Not only that, not only will you be able to enter Gehenim, which is after you die, when you're alive, you'll get hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids is a punishment for anger. The Pasuk says that if you have anger, if you have to ask, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maybe. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I, I have no idea. Uh, no, that, that, there are elements of it that's true. Ezu, so the Gemara says that if you remove anger, then you'll no longer have agitation and um, um, desperation of the eyes. What caused the eyes to like be desperate and the neshama to suffer? It's hemorrhoids. Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, so the following story is fascinating. And um, it has huge halachic ramifications. The Gemara says, Ula was traveling from Babel to Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara says, He was joined on the road by two people from Chozai. Two people from Chozai. Um, the, the, the rush brings down these were Jewish people. So he's traveling, he's, he's walking with these, with these two, two Jews. A fight ensues, and he sees one of them slits the throat of the other one. So he kills the other one. And the guy who just killed the other one turns to Ula and he says, Did I do good? Meaning, you saw you, you, you came to attack me. You saw where I wasn't. I wasn't wrong, was I? So Ula says, "In you were correct. and you should open up his throat, meaning to help him die quicker." Now, okay. So when Ula came to Rav Yechonon, he says, "Perhaps I'm." I'm, I'm over, I, I, what I did was wrong. I shouldn't have sort of like aided and abetting. I shouldn't have helped, you know, by telling the guy that what he did was right, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So Rav Yechon said, no, you saved your life, meaning you were in danger. Now, fine. Now let's finish the story and then I'll tell you the fascinating halachic tshuva. So the Gemara says, Rav Yechon was just puzzled by the following. He says, how could there be so much anger in Eretz Yisrael? The problem is, meaning, when the Pasuk describes anger and agitation with hemorrhoids, all that stuff, that's always outside of Eretz Yisrael. So how could there be two Jews killing each other in Eretz Yisrael? He was shocked by this. I guess in his day, the, the, the Eretz Yisrael didn't wear on a madrega that it didn't work. So Amalei... No, obviously that's the way it's supposed to be, but my point is you had well, historically... Well, yeah, but my point is that he was shocked. He was shocked that there were two Jews that killed each other in Eretz Yisrael. So Go to the next page. So Ula said we actually had not crossed the Jordan yet, meaning we were technically on the other side of Eretz Yisrael. Just very, very quickly. I don't want to take too long, but there's a very fascinating halachic shaila. Tesis in Saita Daf Mem Aleph says you see from this Gemara there's a general issa called Hanifa. Hanifa is flattery, it's appeasement, it's the Chamberlain uh, Hitler, it's for you, the Chamberlain Hitler situation, and there's an iser of appeasing Rishoim, there's an iser of showing covered to Rishoim and showing that you're uh, accepting of their lifestyle, there's an iser of that, it's called Hanifa. Um, so Taisa says, you see that Hanifa is allowed in Pikuach Nefesh, because what Ula did is Hanifa. He said, he said, did I do right? Was I correct in what I did? And Ula said, yeah, he was appeasing him. He obviously, Ula didn't think you should kill somebody, but he was appeasing him. But you see, for Pikuach Nefesh, it's allowed. That's what Taisa says. So Ramesha Feinstein has a tshuva, where Ramesha Feinstein asks, why would I think that it's not, like, why would, it, Hanifa is an Issa Daraisa. Every Issa is, is, is allowed in Pikuach Nefesh. Why would I think, 
Why would I think that Hanif is any different? You need a whole Gemara that Ula's all worried, like, well, what's going on over here? So says Ramosha, there's a teaching of the Yamsha Shloima. It's a very good Yamsha Shloima to know. The Yamsha Shloima is in Baba Kama in the fourth parak, Simintas. The Yamsha Shloima writes that, I checked it up last night, I don't know it off it. The Yamsha Shloima writes that there's an Isser for a Rav to paskin incorrectly on purpose, and it's Yiharik Vayavar. So the Yamsha Shlomo says, because it's one thing, he says, flattery is one thing, but to tamper with the authenticity of the Torah is Asi Deraisi Yihar Yavar. So if a person goes over to a Rav and he says, according to Halacha, can I drive on Shabbos? And it's not Pikuach Nefesh, and the Rav says, it's fine, though, though you, it's fine, you could drive. It's Yihar Yavar. That's what the Yamsha Shlomo writes. So, so, and by the way, the, the Akedah, there's a Sefer Akedah who was asked about keeping a, a mikvah open for girls that are single, so that they go to the mikvah so that they're not uh, Anida anymore, so that they can live with their boyfriends. He says that that's considered in the category of the Yom of, of like a Rav passing it incorrectly. So he said, like, isn't it better for them to do, isn't it better for them not to be Karis? The answer is, no, it, 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 it's better for them to do the Avera as Karis than for a Rav to say it's allowed to live with your boyfriend. Meaning that, that's because that's tampering with the authenticity of the Torah and, and the Shashel Sayra, that's not allowed. So he says Ramayisha like this, Ulu was asking, what I did was Hanifa for sure, but that's allowed in Pikuach Nefesh. But was what I did a breaking of the Yom Shalom's teaching of passing incorrectly? And Ramosha said, the Rav Yochan responded, no. Because when you said what you did was correct, you didn't mean what's correct according to Halacha. All you meant was, you thought what you were doing was right. You thought, you know, you thought that guy was going to kill you, whatever it was, like, I get your side, whatever. Because you didn't say it's allowed according to Torah, it's not Yehari Gvalyavar. It's Aser for Hanifa purposes, but it's not Yehari Gvalyavar. It's just a you know, good thing to... somebody comes to you and asks you a question about uh, some Basel Hall situation, yeah. and you're afraid... And you know that they're not holding whatever, you can't say... So, you know, so you, if you say that Torah says it's Mutan... That's Yehari Gvalyavar. However... To say you could do it. That's Hanifa, but it's still Hanifa, but it's still Asa Deraisa. That's why it's still, it's not Yahargal Yavar, it's still Asa Deraisa. So I wouldn't do that either. What you have to say is, listen, you're going to do what you're going to do. I had this once, I don't, we'll go back to it. I had this once where a guy, uh, uh, there was a guy who came over to ask for Shabbos. He was, um, he was a kid who was off the Darachan, a very, very tough kid. Right, but and you say you're going to do what you're going to do, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's fine because I'm not telling you anything. He he was smoking on Shabbos and he was I was walking him to his host and he turned to me and he said, "Do you mind if I smoke?" And he he was the type that if you said anything about he was he was ballistic because he saw Moshe asked him to be a part of the Zimun. He was losing it, so he was he was very very whatever. So so I remember trying to like having a tongue twist of like saying I can't say that you could smoke. I can't say it's okay to smoke, but I can't say. It. So I said, "I'm obviously not smoking on Shabbos." You're gonna do your thing, like you, you understand. It's you have to play that little. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, it's just uh, again, it's a it's a good thing to it's a it's an interesting sugya uh, to delve into later. Uh, okay, let's let's finish up the daf. Amar Abba Rahuna, Kol Akoyes Afilu Shchina Ene Chashub Kenegdo. Whoever gets angry, it's the Shchina is not. A, it's it's a sign that you don't even care about the Shchina because the Shchina is resting in front of you, and Hashem hates anger. So for you to get angry, it's. It's a lack of respect towards Hashem. Someone who gets angry, he's not searching at Hashem. Hashem is not in his thoughts. He'll forget his Torah, and he'll actually get more foolish. He'll get stupid. Anger rests in those that are foolish. 
Ksiv, Ksil, Yifres, And it says those that are fools, they, they, uh, they broaden their, uh, their foolishness. So, meaning becoming angry, it's, it's a Pesach for, uh, for, for losing your Torah, and it's a Pesach for doing foolish things. It's a certain that, it's a sign that his Averis outweigh his mitzvah. Someone who has anger has a lot of sins. Had the Jewish people not sinned, if we had not sinned, we would only have five books of Torah and Sefer Yeshua. That's it. We would not have all Sefer Nevi'im. The more wisdom is needed for more anger. So you're going to ask a kasher serf tzaddik talks about this in the beginning of Rishis Lilas. You're going to say, what, what, "What do you mean? Why is it bad to have sefer shayfim and it's bad to have sefer shmuel?" So he says, "Torah is a roadmap to find God. The more Torah you have, it's a sign the more lost you are." So that's why he says that it's not a coincidence that uh, Mishnah is this big, Gemara is this big, Taisus is that big, and now you'll have like a Rosh Hashiva that'll give a whole sefer, a whole sefer on one daf. It's not like a sign that we're smarter. It's a sign that we're more lost. So the Gemara is saying, had we not sinned, we would only have Chamish and We wouldn't need anything else. You wouldn't need Mishle and Kehelis and all these things. Amrav, Asi, Enis, Kokin, Okay, so a new topic, and that is, um, we know there's a concept called Atar Sadarim. However, we do not do Atar Sadarim if someone said Eleke Yisrael, meaning Shavuos, oaths, you usually would say by the God of Israel. You would invoke Hashem's name. We do not do Atar Sadarim for that. The reason being is because it looks like you're sort of undoing Hashem's name. So we do not do Atar Sadarim for Shavuos. Aiden is cocking Lelike Yisrael. If you put in the when a guy says, I swear I'm not going to eat Cheerios, so that you're going to do a Atar Sadarim. But if you say, I swear by Lelike Yisrael? Correct. Isn't that every Shavuos? Yeah, most Shavuos. We don't do Atar Sadarim. So the rush. The Rosh and Naran explain. I, we have a concept of Atar Sadarm for Shavuos. It just means, Bidiyavit, if you did it, it's fine. But Lechachila, we're not supposed to do Atar Sadarm on Shavuos. Because it looks like you're taking, he said a statement by the name of God, and you're like, just like erasing it. It's sort of, it's not respectful. You said something by the name of God, you better keep your word. Okay. The Gemara says, the only time that we do Atar Sadarim for a Shvua is if a man says to his wife, You're usher to me by the God of Israel because you stole my purse or because you hit my son. Um, meaning he thought his wife was stealing from him or he thought his wife was, uh, was beating his children and he made an oath by the God of Israel and it turns out incorrect. Then we will uh, do Atar Sadarim. I'm not sure why. It could be because we find by Asota that we erase Hashem's name for Shalom Bayis. So perhaps it's no worse than that. That we'll we'll do Atar Sadarim by the name of by the God's name, um, which is akin to erasing it, but for Shalom Bayis purposes. Especially in this case where he accused her mamish falsely, that that will get involved. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Ran says there's, there's two Nakudas. One is that it's Shalom Bayis, and he was wrong. So it's Shalom Bayis, and she, she was accused falsely. Accused falsely and Shalom Bayis, put it together, those are two things that Hashem's like willing, I'll, I'm willing to erase my name for that. 
Okay, let's go weiter. The Gemara says, There was a person who came from Ravasi. He says, What was the oath? So, He said, I said the name. Uh, he said, if you had vowed with the word Moihi, Moihi was a nickname for Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning if you would have invoked the Torah, I would have done Hatar Sedarim. But now that you invoked not Moshe, you invoked God's name himself, I can't help you. Sorry. The Gemara says another story. Ravkana Iklar Berav Yosef. Ravkana went to Rav Yosef's house. Amaluta Marmidi. This is interesting. Ravkana went to Rav Yosef's house. Rav Yosef said to him, Why don't you eat something? So Ravkana says, Loi. No, I'm not eating. Maybe he didn't eat out, whatever it was. So Mari Kulo And he said, By the God of Israel, this is Mari Kulo, which is uh, Aramaic for master of the world. By the master of the world, I shall not eat. So that's what Rav Kahana said. So Rav Yosef responded, Loi Mari Kulo Loi no, by the master of the world, you will not eat. So the Gemara understands that at first to mean Rav Kana made his oath, and then Rav Yosef responded, no, by the God of Israel, you shall not eat. So the Gemara at first thinks that Rav Yosef was making another oath on him, meaning, you're not eating my food? Well, I'm not eating your food. The problem is, like, why? that doesn't make any sense. Like, if Rav Kahana has his reason to do it, like, why is Rav Yosef responding? That, 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 like, what's, Rabbanim don't do that very often. So the Gemara is going to change it that Rav Yosef is not making an oath. He's paskening. He's saying, no. Like, you made an oath by the God of Israel. So, nope, you shall not eat. Meaning, okay, meaning, all right. Meaning, he's not saying his own nether. He's paskening. He's saying, if you made an oath by the God of Israel, by the creator of the world, then no, you shall not eat. So the Gemara says, Yosef, the Gemara says, why is Rav Yosef making a nether in response? Well, what's the motivation there? The answer is, he's not making an oath. He's just saying a fact. He's saying, no, by the God of Israel, you shall not eat because you made an oath by his name. So, uh, checkmate. That's, that's all he's saying. Uh, interesting. The Gemara says, now how do we paskin? And then we'll do one more uh, quick maisa. Amarava, Amrav Nachman, the halacha is that we do uh, accept charatas. And we do Atar Sadarim even when they said Alekei Yisrael. That's how we paskin. Okay. Now, the Gemara has uh, two cute stories. I think they're cute. The Gemara says, we, we know that uh, um, generally Charata is, right, you have Atar Sadarim, which is that circumstances change, and you have Charata, which is I regret it. I regret it because um, it's affecting my relationship with others. I regret it because I was angry at the time. Okay. So the Gemara says two stories that are cute forms of Harata. So the Gemara says like this. Rava told Rav Nachman, he spoke to Rav Nachman about the greatness of this Rav Schayr. He constantly said the Rav Schayr is a Choshaviyad to Rav Nachman. Okay. So Rav Nachman said to Rava, when he comes here, I want to meet him. So Rav Schaira went to, to Rav Nachman to meet him, and he happened to have made a nether. And he was looking for a Tarasadarim at the same time. So he's very smart, though. When people are very smart, it's hard to do a Tarasadarim, right? Because if I constantly say, well, if you knew this, would you have made it? Yes. Well, if you knew this, you're kind of, right? It's, the whole form of a Tarasadarim. So Rav Nachman made the nether? No, Rav Schaira. So the whole form of a Tarasadarim it helps when you're dumb. Because the whole purpose is, if you knew this was coming, would you have done it? I didn't know. People that are very, very, very thought out, see, yeah, they see all these 
options. They know about it before. They, if there are people that are playing chess, they, they know where everything's going. It's very hard to do a Taras This is Chari was very wise. So if Nachman is trying to give him a header. So Amr Lehi. Amr Lehi, Nadar Tadai Had you known this and this, would you have made the nether? Amr Lehi, in, yeah. Okay. Adai Tadai in. He's, 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 Rav Nachman is throwing everything at him. And everything Rav Nachman is saying, Rav like, yeah, well, I would have done it. And it's getting Rav Nachman exasperated. He's getting annoyed. So the Gemara says, Ikbar Rav Nachman, Nachman got annoyed. I'm like, Zilakalach, go, 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 go home. So Navar Zchayr Pasa Pislanashe, so Rav Zchayr left, he says, oh, now I have Charat. Meaning, if I knew that my nether would anger Rav Nachman, I wouldn't have done it. So that was his, that, that's, so he says, Right? A Kiddush Hashem is when people are happy with you. I don't want Rav Nachman upset with me. Rav Shara himself did Ataris Dharm for himself. He said, if I knew that my nether would exasperate Rav Nachman, I wouldn't have done it. And he was not in the Dharm. That's cute. So the Gemara says one more story like this, and we'll end. Rav Shimberebi Shimberebi had a nether that he wanted annulled. Also, the Kamid Rabbanan, he went to the Rabbanan for again for Atarzadar. So, Amrle Nadarta Dayahi, so the Rabbanan said, Well, what about if you knew this and this, would you have done it? In, yeah. Adayahi, what about this? In, Kamazim, again, over and over again, the same thing. Go to the next page. Have a Mitzdai Rabbanan, Mishimsha, Lutul, Matul, Shimsha. The Rabbanim were like sitting, they were going from the sun to the shade, the shade to the sun, meaning they were, they were like walking around trying to look up Svarim, trying, they're making themselves crazy to do Atarzadar. So he says, so Botnis, the son of Abba Shol ben Botnis, said to Rav Shimon, You wanted the Rabbanon to go to make them give him a headache? Like this is what you... Did you, you if you knew that, that this would happen, would you have done it? So I'm like, Loi? No, I wouldn't have shy. So his mother, it's a form of Atar Sadar. All right, we'll stop here. Recording stopped.